You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello, my sweet sisters. It's Mads. Happy Friday. T-G-I-F. We have... The best episode coming to you right now, as you had read by the title, we're talking Nancy Myers. We're going to get cozy. We're going to do a little ranking of my favorite Nancy Myers movies, the official Mads ranking of Nancy Myers. So if you've been listening to this podcast, okay, sis, for quite some time, you know that I am all about the Nancy Myers aesthetic. I am the stereotypical coastal grandma chic wardrobe. We talked about the neutral queen vibes last week. So Nancy Myers just fits right in. She's aspirational. It's the best feel good movies. It's the best. She's the best rom-com director and movie maker that ever was. I mean, besides Nora Ephron, but I think she's, she is my top, my top. So I thought I would just delight us with a little ranking and maybe that'll inspire you to watch Nancy Myers movie uh, and have a little night in for yourself. But first let's do a little, a little recap of my weekend from last weekend. So last Friday I went to this summer Fridays happy hour. So they, it was the first summer Friday of the year. So they put together this happy hour for just, it was like an invite only thing, which was, which was awesome. I was very honored to be there. And I actually knew some of the other influencers there, which was 
it's always fun when you when you have friends that are like reoccurring at these events and you get to hang out with them and be really silly. So that was so special. It was at Grand Blanco in Venice and they had closed down the bar and it was just such a delight to meet the whole Summer Fridays team, meet Mariana and Lauren Ireland, which was wild. I had never, I'd met Lauren Ireland before, but hadn't met Mariana in real life, which was um, amazing. She's definitely an expander for both me and Scout. And then I saw the Little Mermaid. Oh my God. So first we were supposed to go to the Grove, which if you don't know about LA, the Grove is this kind of, it's kind of like adult Disneyland in a way. It's a mall that's pretty touristy, but the thing is it's the closest mall to me and also the closest mall to my mom. So we are always there. Like that's my mall, but it's also like very touristy. But anyways, we were supposed to go there and something was wrong with the tickets and then it was sold out. So then we had to get tickets like last minute somewhere else. And we went to the El Capitan Theater. And let me just explain to you the El Capitan Theater. It is like a Disney only for little children theater. This is a theater, it's on Hollywood Boulevard, which is the worst part of it. It's like the the armpit of Los Angeles, the worst part on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I used to go to this movie theater when I was a kid in San Diego, we would drive up. It was like for special occasions. I saw Princess Diaries there. I saw the Jonas Brothers um, live tour movie there. I saw a Hannah Montana movie there. Like we would go and then they have this really cute activity that you do afterwards. So like for Princess Diaries, we had tea after whatever. So this is the first time I'd been back to the El Capitan Theater since probably Hannah Montana. And we saw Little Mermaid and it was really sweet because they did kind of a, show before the movie, which is super cute. Anyways, fan-fucking-tastic movie. I heard one critic say that, it, whatever. I heard some critics and I was like, everyone shut up. Like, shut the fuck up. It was so good. Halle Bailey was sensational. The Prince Eric was hot as fuck. Like, where did that man come from? And we need him everywhere. Everything was perfect. Every, the songs, I was crying during the songs, like oh, just my whole childhood. And wow, they did such an amazing job. If you, you should give yourself the gift of going to see The Little Mermaid. Anyways, then Saturday we had our camper walk, which was always the best. The camper walks are literally the reason that I, that I do do this job. And, you know, whenever I am in the thick of entrepreneurship, I always think back to the camber walks and how they make me feel and how special they are and just how amazing our community is. So we did it in Santa Monica, one of my favorite walks along the beach. And we did it in partnership with Tay Lautner, who was on our podcast before. And uh, she has a mental health nonprofit called the Lemons Foundation. So we did it kind of in partnership with her, her business and joined the communities. And it was so delightful, just the best way to start a Saturday. And then Saturday night, we went out for Ben June's brother's birthday. And I just wanted to show up, show out. And so we did a little drinking. We did some drinking and we hosted a pregame at our apartment, which it's so funny. We never have hosted a pregame here because usually like with my friends, we usually go out either in Venice or something. We'll meet at someone else's house. I don't know. We just never, I didn't think our apartment was conducive to pregames and it actually was. It was very fun. And I felt like I was 23 again and I was back in, you know, my early twenties and I, I kept up with the kids. Okay. I kept up with them. So we go to this one bar and restaurant place that I really love called Everson Royce Bar in downtown. 
and we have dinner and we're just drinking some more. And then Ben's brother said that he wants to go to this, this bar in Santa Monica called the Victorian. So it's a very like LA heavy, uh, a heavy episode, but just the Victorian. How do I explain this? Think of think of that bar that you went to post grad, and that everyone is like twenty two years old, and they just graduated from your local college, and it's ratchet and so crowded and smelly in there, and the the floor is sticky. Okay, that's that's the vibe. All right, I have not been to this bar. I think since I've been twenty three, so it's been a hot minute. And, you know, it's not really a bar that I would recommend to people because it has an interesting uh, reputation. Anyway, so we're there and I'm leaning into it. I'm like, all right, we're at the Victorian, I guess. So this is my night. And um, it was so funny. Someone recognized me from TikTok. She's like, oh my God, you're from TikTok. I was like, oh my God, you did not see me here. Just pretend that you did not see me here. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Um, anyway, so that was very fun. And then Sunday, I was very hungover, of course. And then Lauren and I went to brunch. We got to take some content at this really beautiful brunch spot called The Hideaway in Beverly Hills, which was delicious. We took some content and then Scout and I went to record OKSIS podcast with Kira McKenzie, which you will hear next week. And so it was kind of like this nice marathon. Oh, and then I saw baby Lily. Oh, got to smush her cheeks and kiss her all over and... Oh yeah, yeah, that baby, that baby. I won't shut the fuck up about that baby. Honestly, I didn't put this in my things that I've made my personality trait is being an aunt. Like, how did I not put that in there? Because it has become my only personality trait. I'm so obsessed with that baby. Then yeah, then this week has happened. Okay, let's go through a little bit of what I'm working on this week. I'm working on leveling out my stress. And I guess this is something that I've been working on for the past couple, I mean, for the past years, of course, but something specifically is like switch, like immediately switching stressful thoughts or anxious thoughts, like in real time to a more loving, softer, gentler thought and mindset. And this takes a lot of practice and it's honestly constant. And we talk about this a lot, the constant surveillance of our thoughts and the maintenance, but I've been tasking myself with this, right? Where I'm like, hey, this is gonna be a little challenge I put for myself this week. If I find an anxious thought or whatever, like just pause for what, literally one second, shift the thought, move forward. It's this just like constant cycle. So you just had the repetition of those thoughts um, help so that it just autopilot to be thinking, more of those gentler, positive thoughts. So that's what I've been working on. I don't know, uh, you know, it's again, it's a work in progress. Everything is a work in progress with us. Okay, let's go into the ranking. Okay, so Nancy Myers, she's a lot of movies. I'm only going to be picking seven. They're set, or I'm gonna be ranking seven of them and they're probably the seven that you know and they're her most popular ones. So we're only gonna do seven movies. And I'll kind of talk through my thoughts through each of them. So we'll start at the very bottom. Number seven, The Intern. So we all know about Nancy Meyers' interiors and we know about decor, obviously Anne Hathaway's New York City apartment kitchen in that house, in that movie is divine. You know, not really my aesthetic. We'll talk about why certain movies are at the top because like they're more my aesthetic home wise. 
but beautiful nonetheless. I didn't really love the like girl boss energy of it. And then the like villainizing, villainizing, I guess, villainizing her. And then it was just like, it kind of makes me cry every time the, whoa, what is his name? Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Hold on. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Why did I just forget his name? I'm, oh, I apologize to Robert De Niro. I, I love you. Uh, okay, moving forward. Do not judge me for that. And I just realized that both the workaholics guys are in intern, Adam Devine, Devine, and um, the that other one, Anders Holm, which side note, you guys should listen to their podcast. They're so fucking funny and kind of like psycho, but I really enjoy them. Okay. So number seven, the intern, I'll watch it because it's Nancy Myers and it's beautiful, but the storyline was just not, not for me. Number six, Home Again. And look, I know this Nancy Myers did not direct this. This was her daughter that directed this, but I'm putting it into the category. I'm sorry, I'm making the rules. Home Again, the Hollywood of it all, the LA of it all, the entertainment industry of it all, it's perfect. It's completely perfect. The home, that home. Whenever I think of my dream home, I actually come back to the Home Again home and then the It's Complicated home, which we'll get to. Home Again... I didn't see the chemistry between Reese Witherspoon and the guy. The guy is so fucking hot. It's scary, but he's like not the best actor. But I love movies about like struggling actors coming up in Hollywood. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm into a celebrity trope, as you guys know from my book reading. So when there's like a celebrity aspect in a movie, I really enjoy that as well. And when it also has something to do with LA and that world, kind of like a La La Land adjacent world, if that makes sense. So home again, if it's around, I will be watching it. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. 
Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, number five, Father of the Bride. So I recently rewatched Father of the Bride and I need to rewatch it again because it is just so spectacular. Obviously, again, the LA of it all, they're in Pasadena, just so many characters, such a, Steve Martin is just divine in it. And it feels like this classic, again, the home is just so homey and family oriented. I don't know. I don't really have much to say about Father of the Bride, but I think, because it wasn't one that I grew up with, but when I think of it, I have really warm, warm thoughts, if that makes sense. All right, we're breezing through this. Number four, we got the parent trap. Okay, so I know that this is like pretty low on the list. You would you would probably gasp at this. The parent trap to me, and I, lo- hold on, I love the parent trap. Okay, let's just get one thing straight. It just doesn't feel like a Nancy Myers movie to me. And hear me out. I think because there's not this, insane love story. I mean, I guess between their parents, but I don't know. It just was different from a Nancy Myers-esque movie for me. That being said, her dad's vineyard in Napa. Guys, Nick Carter, is that his name? Hold on. That vineyard. If I could Airbnb, Nick Parker, sorry, Nick Parker. If I could Airbnb that Napa vineyard. We got to go see if that's on Airbnb because baby, I think about that vineyard way, way too often. And then I love the Elizabeth James of it all, the London of it all. 
there's a lot of locations and the camp fell. It's so funny because the way they portray camp, I know it was an all girls camp, but very, very different from the sleepaway camp that I went to. One, they didn't have any counselors. Like, did anyone realize that? Like they don't have counselors in the cabins with them, which that would never happen. And the poker, then them like stealing the clothes from the lake. I don't know. It's like all of that is like, so it's funny that it's so stereotypical camp, but that's not really like what my experience was. I wonder if I should do a whole episode of my experience of Jewish sleepaway camp in Malibu. It's very niche content, but let me know if you guys would like to hear about that experience. It was very formative and it was a lot of firsts. That's why it's interesting. They had an all girls camp because the biggest takeaways from Jewish sleepaway camp was like, you hooked up with guys and you did all your firsts at camp. And like, I can't imagine if there weren't guys at camp. Anyways, the parent trap, I love the scheming. I love the bringing them back together. The one thing I don't love is, and I'm pretty sure I've said this on Oasis many a times, I have a deep, deep fear and phobia of lizards. So growing up while watching The Parent Trap, I literally, even I'm like, I'm like having the shivers thinking about the moment where the lizard goes in Meredith Blake's mouth. And I, oh my God, to this day, I don't think I've actually watched that scene. I close my eyes every single time when they go camping and that that's a red flag for me. And that's like, that's why it's probably number four on this list because I just think of that lizard and it's just not, it's not the vibe for me, but the parent trap did give me that amazing song. L is for the way you look at me. Oh God. Can we talk about Nancy Meyers music? First of all, Hans Zimmer the fact that Hans Zimmer like does Nancy Myers movies and then, you know, he does like insane action movies and then he does Nancy Myers. He's the most talented man that has walked this earth, honestly. But not even just the Nancy Myers scores, the soundtracks to these movies. I have several different playlists. There's one called like Breakfast in a Nancy Myers Kitchen, Nancy Myers Dinner Party Aesthetic. Just look them up on Spotify. There's tons of them. But I keep a running one running list of like my favorite songs from those so that I can play them at my wedding. Because it's perfect wedding music songs and also just great like Sunday morning playlist songs. So I highly encourage you look that up. Okay. Number three, something's gotta give. So I know people think that Jack Nicholson is like super creepy in this one. And I don't disagree with you. He, I can't see him as a love interest. It's very weird, but the Hamptons of it all guys, that house in the Hamptons. I mean, talk about an expander. Diane Keaton's character in that is, is like successful, super wealthy, has this gorgeous home in the Hamptons, like successful playwright. Oh, and then also fucking Keanu Reeves in that, like got, I, I literally justice for Keanu Reeves in that movie because what the fuck? Like he was the angel from heaven. He was obsessed with her, adored her. And then she went around and chose Jack Nicholson. I still get kind of mad at that, but you know what? It was, it was meant to be, but I don't know. I just really loved the story. I love them living together in that Hamptons house while he's recovering them, like kind of falling in love and then her writing an, uh, and then him like, you know, basically breaking up with her and her writing that show. And then then they end up in Paris. It's so funny. So that restaurant that they go to in Paris where he just shows up 
in Paris, which is like kind of rude, like without any, you know, can you imagine if your ex-boyfriend just showed up to Paris in when you're on a romantic 60th birthday or whatever birthday it was with your now boyfriend? Like, <laughs> like rude. Anyways, it was called the La Grande. Oh my God, I literally was about to say, wait, it is La Grande Colbert. Why did that sound? La Grande Colbert. Yeah, oh my God. It's like Stephen Colbert. So that restaurant we went to when I went to Paris with my dad for, I think it was his 60th birthday actually. And we went to Le Grand Colbert and they literally have the movie poster like hanging in the window and hanging in the wall. It was very silly, but it's a beautiful restaurant. And we talk about it to this day. We're like, oh, remember the Le Grand Colbert? Uh, They do like sparklers for your birthday. It's very chic. Anyways, so that's not on that for something's got to give. Number two, the holiday. Guys, if you ever have the pleasure of watching the holiday with me and my friends, Frank and Jackie, every year we watch it together. And we actually have joked, but we should seriously consider this, doing a podcast, a Nancy Myers limited series podcast where we dissect every single movie. And because the way that we, one, know every single word to the movie, like it's, you would be, you would hate, you would love and hate watching it with us. Cause you'd be like, shut the fuck up. But we know every single word. And there are so many nitpicks that we have and like inconsistencies with the plot or with the way things are happening. Like how Kate Winslet's character drives south down PCH when getting from the airport to Beverly Hills, which is just not the route you take when you land at LAX. Just little things like that where we just nitpick away. And we love, we just love, I mean, everyone loves the holiday, of course. It's the most feel-good Christmas movie of all time. That and love, actually, of course. But the holiday to me feels more aesthetic, aesthetically my vibe. So Amanda Woods' house in LA. Also, just... If I could just mesh all of the houses in one, that's oh, that's really hard. I, I think maybe I'll do another episode on the ranking of the houses. I guess I can do that now. Number one is tied for It's Complicated and Home Again. Number two is Amanda Woods' is The Holiday. Number three is Nick Parker's Napa House. I think that's good. And then... Oh shit, something's gotta give. Uh, Okay, I have to put the Hamptons before the Napa house, I think. Maybe they're tied. Oh God, I just like, every everyone is so unique, but they're also kind of the same and they have a through line of the Nancy Myers magic. Oh, okay. So anyways, back to the holiday. I also love Kate Winslet's little bungalow. I would love to do, I would love to do a little uh, Surrey little holiday, a Surrey holiday. And we, I'm sure so many Americans have like showed up in Surrey looking for a cottage like that and like doing a real life, the holiday just, I mean, and also can we talk about the Jude law of it all? I keep saying of it all, but whatever Jude law, when he puts on his glasses after the first time they have sex, my ovaries like start to tingle. Like he is, he has never looked better. He has never looked better. Also his house in that movie. Honestly, I like his house better than Kate Winslet's house, but he, that man with glasses, I'm a sucker for a man in glasses. Let me tell you. And 
the Jack Black of it all. I'm just going to lean into the of it all. I love Jack Black. I honestly, obviously there's no chemistry at all between him and Kate Winslet's character, but I kind of want to see him in another rom-com. I really like the gentler side of him. I loved their Hanukkah party they do. I've always wanted to do one like that. And that's, that's when I think of my life in the future, like when I'm an adult, even though I'm almost 30, like when I'm, you know what I mean? When you're like an adult, you have a house, you have a Nancy Myers house and you're just like, come over for Hanukkah and we're going to like drink wine and talk around the table and just have that, that scene is literally my vision for the future. That's what I want for the future. And it's funny. So Jasper, who's the guy that is, uh, that Kate Winslet's like hung up on and is, you know, can't let her go is an asshole, whatever you know, you know, the guy he, so like me and my friends, cause she, when, when he comes to the States and surprises her, which also again, rude, it's kind of like giving Jack Nicholson in something's gotta give shows up and she's, and she turns on the light. And she goes, Jasper, Jasper. Maybe no one else is going to find this funny, but me, but I love it. And I once saw the actor out and about in LA and I almost, and he, I think he's on like a big show, right? The diplomat. I think that that's him, Jasper. And I almost was like, Jasper. And thank God I didn't because that, he probably would have been like, I don't know who the fuck, what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, I can go on and on about the holiday, but the real reason we're all here, it's complicated. So I first saw It's Complicated in theaters and I immediately saw it the next day in theaters again. There is something about this movie and I, ha I, I have to watch it like every quarter. Honestly, every other month I probably watch it. It is my movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. I don't care about looking dumb if when people ask like, what's my favorite movie? It's, it's that, sorry. Like It's Complicated and Selena with JLo. It's complicated. One, I know every, it's the same thing. I know every word. There's a ton of nitpicks that we do every single time. But the homes, her cafe, her relationship with Steve Martin. I think even Alec Baldwin is tolerable in this. I think he's actually like kind of sexy in it, which is so weird. It's like weird to say, but he, he does it for me in this movie. Then the John Krasinski of it all. <laughs> the part where he's like drinking wine and he knows that they are having an affair, but like the kids don't know. And he's like, oh, who wants wine? What did I, oh, I just love it. Also the part where they smoke weed in his guest bedroom and he's like, okay, well, what, what's one hit? Oh, just those three together are so classic and amazing. And those scenes, oh, just, Oh my God. I just love it. Her lavender ice cream. Oh, oh, also her with all her girlfriends and the wine and the pies like that also is e equivalent to the Hanukkah scene, right? Just inviting over your girlfriends in your big, gorgeous Nancy Myers home, having wine, just that's going to be my life. Like just check in with me in a couple years, couple years. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to manifest this for like, I'm going to have the house and I'm going to bring, I'm going to have the girlies over. And it's, that's my manifestation. That's my manifestation for the future. Just when I think about that future, I get so happy and, uh, that's, uh, I don't know. I'm just, now I'm like just fantasizing in this like new world of mine. Okay. What else about it's complicated. That is my favorite ever. Jane Adler, AKA Meryl Streep. I need her to do more rom-coms. She's absolutely sensational. She's so perfect. 
I love her to death. Her all linen white outfits are so me. I get, she's my, she's my style inspo. She's my fashionista inspo. And it's just the best movie ever. If you haven't watched it, then dear God, go, go watch it right now. Also, I'm so jealous if you, if you um, are watching it for the first time. I actually, this is really inspiring me to go watch it. I, it's so funny. I keep renting it on Amazon. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I should just buy it. Like the, for the amount of times I've rented this movie, it's so dumb. I just feel like I've never, I haven't like bought a movie in a long time. You know what I mean? What else about it's complicated do I love though? I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like comb through, through the movie. Yeah. The scene with the, the weed is so good. Yeah. I mean the New York scene, uh, just, I have the biggest smile on my face. This is what Nancy Myers does to me, guys. This is what she does to me. If I ever got the privilege of meeting Mrs. Myers, one, I don't really know what I would do because I would just maybe just give her a gift and just say, you you have shaped me into the woman I am today. Honestly, just thank you for your service, Nancy. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up the episode. I hope that was enjoyable. That was so fun. I hope it was as fun for you. And this just like made my heart swell and grow like five times bigger because I just, I adore Nancy and I'm so excited for whatever her next project is. I know there was all that drama with the Netflix and how she wanted like a crazy budget. And honestly, like why the fuck is it Netflix just giving Nancy any budget? Like she's budgetless, she's priceless. They should be giving her any amount of money she needs, any money. Like she, we need another Nancy Myers masterpiece. And I'm really annoyed that it's going to be delayed again because we need her. We need her. To, she will save us. Also, if you have not seen, I believe it's on Architectural Digest. Just go look up Nancy Myers' home, like her home, actual home. She has a spread either in Architectural Digest or Vogue or something. And of course, like her home is exactly how you think of it. It's the perfect culmination of all of her styles into one. And... It's goals. It's complete goals. All right. I love you so dearly. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble on in this love letter to Nancy Myers. Um, I hope you have the best weekend and I love you so much. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 